together. So I want you to bring your thoughts together and uh, just on what we are speaking on. If you had uh, something on the stove at home, let it burn. At least for today. Let all your mind, your thoughts be here. Be in the service 100%. Is that amen? Amen. Amen. Ah, I'm happy to see my daughter over here. Sister Keza. Yes. So uh, we are speaking on pointing people to Christ. Pointing people to Christ. And this is part three of that. Now, as, uh, we have read a scripture where Paul was writing to the Corinthians telling them, Be ye followers of me. Many Christians and especially preachers or men of God or prophets or pastors they, they read this scripture but they end on those words. Be ye followers of me. Who doesn't like a following? Especially in the generation in the digital generation that we are in now. Even those that are actually uh, shy uh, and uh, in a, maybe in a room somewhere closed uh, closed up. They still want a following. And actually, we realize if, if, if that many people in this generation are living a shadow, a life of a shadow. And even you who are seated here today, you are following many people that you don't actually have an idea of who they are. When you go on their social media handle, they speak powerful things. They post powerful things. And you begin to covet their life. But wait until you meet them. You will realize the whole thing was a shadow. It was not a reality. Many people put up what they really are not. And you find that uh, the, the ones that draw the bigger follower, following are the ones who have little or nothing to offer. And so we are in a generation whereby everyone wants a following. And some have even made it a job. They, they drop out of school. They, they leave the job, the work, the jobs. And they go on social media to try and get a following so that they can pay them money. And so they will post anything and everything that people want to watch. All the nonsense. As long as it will attract people towards them. And you will see people will really follow. And maybe you are one of those that follow such. And, and then you know you just click follow, click follow. And when someone has a following of, of 1k, 2k, 3k, Four, four, five K. 
you feel like that you are no longer down here you feel you are now up here and that you feel that you are of another rank and, uh, and uh, you know on YouTube, YouTube people have channels and, and you know they begin competing who has a better channel who has a better following and of course the more, more the following the more you will be paid and so it's a generation of people who want to be followed. And um, we notice here Paul says, be ye followers of me. So, like I said, many preachers also, they stop there. And they want people to follow them. They, they make signposts of their churches and then put it somewhere where it is visible. And then they put the picture of the pastor or the bishop or the whatever. And they put it another one of his wife. When they are like that, you know, she's painted as Jezebel. And, and then, you know, they, they, they look so pretty. So that they are showing you come and follow us. And now when you go to that church, you know, the testimonies you'll be hearing. Oh, I thank God for the man of God. Oh, the man of God has done that for me. Oh, the man of God, the man of God, the man of God, the man of God. It will be little or less of Christ and more of the man of God. People will be telling you come and see our man of God. He is anointed. He can do miracles. He, he, you know, signs and wonders are seen. So it's a generation of people following others. And people wanting to be followed. But what is Christianity? What is Christianity? Christianity is not following people. Christianity is pointing people to Jesus Christ. Christianity is, is following Christ. It's not even following a religion or a set of religious beliefs. You know, come in our church, we believe A, B, C, D, E, F, G, full stop. And, and they put a full stop at the end. Meaning everything that is out of what we believe is wrong. And when they do that, they form what you call a denomination. And, and, and you know they, be, they believe that all the other denominations are wrong theirs is the only right one that's what the catholic church did that's what the anglican church did that's what uh, you know all these uh, you know uh, other denominations did the mormons they, the jehovah witness they, you know uh, you know they formed religions whereby they have church manuals whereby they have you know uh, a set of beliefs and no more revelation. No more understanding. Nothing more at all. Whatever is more than what they believe even if it is in the Bible to them you have gone astray and you are wrong and you are going to hell. And as long as you are not a member of their church you are going 
going to hell. And what do you need to do to, to be a member of their church? Believe a set of beliefs that they believe. No matter where it is from, as long as they believe it, so you subscribe to it. And in some of them, you even sign your name somewhere as a sign that you are a member. They even give you a membership card as a sign that you are a member. So it's, it's really what is going on in the religious world today. But what does the Bible teach us about true Christianity? True Christianity is not subscribing as a member of a circle or a religion or an organization. True Christianity is following Christ. What is Christianity? It means to be Christ-like. To be like Jesus Christ. Amen. Who is Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is God who came down on earth and put on flesh and was in the likeness of sinful flesh. And he died on the cross for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. The Bible says he became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. And so now following him believing in what he told following those who follow him is the Christianity. And why are we here today? We are not here because you are following me. We are not here because we are saying our church is the only right church. We are not saying that DVA for Days of the Voice Fellowship is the only religion. What we are saying is we are preaching a living Christ here. And you can follow anybody as long as they are following Christ. And if you are following anyone and they are not following Christ, then you are on your way to hell. But we find that all the disciples they taught, like Paul here said, be ye followers of me. Even as I also am of Christ. He said that you see these teachers that are blind. Meaning those that are not following Christ. He says when the blind follow them, they all follow into the ditch. They all go to hell. But if you follow a leader, or if, if you follow a man, make sure he is following Christ. Whoever you are following, whoever you are making your role model, who is his role model? Hallelujah. If I am your role model, make sure you find out who is my role model. If my role model is not Christ, and you follow me, you are on your way to hell. But if my role model is Christ, if I'm following Christ, and you follow me, you are on your way to hell to the rapture. You are on your way to heaven as long as I'm following Christ and you also follow me you are sorted brother you are sorted sister but the problem people are blind and they are following blind leaders 
If the person you are following on social media is not following Christ, or you are in a very sorry state. Because whoever you are following has an inspiration. If that inspiration is not Jesus Christ, if it is not the word, then you are in jeopardy. You are putting your life in danger. But thank God that in this end time, God has sent us a prophet. Amen. William Branham never pointed people to himself. He never pointed people to his church. Come on, church. He pointed people. And that's why we are following William Branham. Every true messenger is a star. Every true messenger is a star. A star can only lead you to a destination. In the Bible, we find when Jesus was born, there was a star that appeared. The North Star. And when it appeared, the wise men followed the star. If you are wise, you will follow a star. Amen. But the world follows every other star. They have their own stars. But the wise one will follow the North Star. It's only one star. And whenever it appears, it is announcing something good. And here we find out that the wise men, they followed the star. And when they were led to Jerusalem, they realized the star disappeared. And they were confused. They were confused. And they realized they needed to get out of this place. And they find the star. When they reached the palace, the star disappeared. The star, the true star, is not going to be found in palaces. It's not going to be found in cathedrals. The true star is going to be found out there in the open. The true star will not be under a denomination, under a system. The true star cannot be bound by organizations of man, by religions of man. The true star will be out there in the open, out of all denominations, leading the people to cry not to one religion not to one denomination but to be leading people to Jesus Christ and when that star appeared they, they followed it reappeared again and the Bible says they were so happy they danced they were so happy because the star appeared that's why we should be so happy that we have found our star in this end time we should be so happy we have our star. Hallelujah. Amen. In the book of Revelation, chapter 1, the Bible says, and there were seven stars in the right hand. Amen of Jesus Christ. But he understood upon the seven stars in his right hand. What are the seven stars? The seven stars are stars to the seven churches. What are the seven churches? 
dispensation from the days of the apostles up to the end time there will be seven churches but in each church there will be one star leading people to Jesus Christ and, and, and then we find out that when they followed the star, the star led them to Jesus. And when they found him, it disappeared. The work of a star ends the moment you find Christ. Are you following me? The work of a star comes to an end the moment you find Christ. There have been seven messengers from Paul. Paul was the first one. You know, to, to, to Iranias. And, and then all, on, on, on up to William Branham. William Branham. Now, William Branham is the last star to the last church age called Laodicea. And when this star appeared, he found people when they are in confusion of religions and denominations. And his message was come out of her my people I have somewhere I am taking it and someone asked William Branham he said what should we do should we come and gather in Jeffersonville should we all come to your church he said no he said what about Arizona where you started another church. Should we all come there? He said, no. Wait. It has been revealed to me where all of you should gather. There is a place. You remember there was a place called Acapella. Macapella, I believe it was. And that was the place where everybody of the Old Testament saints had been buried. How many remember that? We talked about it one time. All of them were buried in that place. And so when the resurrection happened, all of them, because they were in that place, they all rose again. These are the people that the Bible says that people saw them for 40 days walking on the streets of Jerusalem when Jesus Christ died and rose again he rose with them 40 days they were on earth but they were all buried in one place. So now, people ask a question to our prophet. Should we all gather in your church in, 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 so that we, we, we be sure of the rapture? Should we all be have one universal denomination of body where you are our leader? He said no! But it has been revealed to me where you should gather. Do you want that revelation? There is a place where we should gather. There is a place where we should gather. It is not Namugongo. It is not Jefferson. It is not America. It is not Uganda. That place is called Christ. Christ. I said Christ is enough for me.
Hallelujah. Amen. We have been given a place where we should gather. And as long as you are there, you are going in the rapture. As long as you are in that place, you are going in the rapture. When the trumpet of God sounds, amen, you will be found ready for the rapture. That's the place where we should gather. And for the first time, in the end time, we had one man a star who came and pointed us to Christ he never did point us to a denomination that is why this message is not a denomination it can never be denominated hallelujah people come and they ask us so where, 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 where else are you as days of the voice fellowship. fellowship. Which other place are you? At? And I tell them, we are everywhere and anywhere. Ah, and you are the you are the overseer. You don't understand. We are everywhere and everywhere. And our bishop is the overseer over us. Ah, so who is the bishop? I said the Bible says he's the bishop of our souls. His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He's our bishop. He's right up there in the headquarters. He's right at the headquarters. And we down here are scattered almost everywhere. I say we are almost everywhere. Here in Kampala, we are in every corner. Are you hearing me? Go to Kenya. Kenya. Go to every part of Uganda. Every district. district every little town. We are scattered everywhere. Go to every national earth. Even the Muslim nations. We are everywhere. Who are we? We are the bride of Jesus Christ. We are the mystical body. Hallelujah. You cannot bind us together in one place. Because we, are, we have a spiritual place. Our spiritual place is Christ. And that's why this is more than a move. This is more than a movement. This is more than a church. This is more than a doctrine. This is more than religion. This is Christ. This message is Christ. We are not pointing people to ourselves, to our church. No. When we go to preach on the streets, on radio, radio, on TV, on the internet, we are not pointing people to our little church. We are pointing people to Jesus Christ. We are pointing people to the Word, and we are excited about that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In this message is the only place where we can preach on radio and someone in Shema hears and then you, you call them. Uh, they call you rather. So where can I fellowship? Do you have a church? We say yes. When we, all, we, we don't even know where the fellowship there is. And then we call the other pastors. Pastor, do you have a fellowship in Shema? Yes, yes, yes. Give me I've never, never met the other person. But as long as they believe this message, I know they are pointing people to Christ. 
Hallelujah. Amen. In this message, we don't own people. We don't have any membership. How many here have membership cards? Come on, come on. I have heard stories. Oh, as long as I'm, I'm the one who baptizes you, you are my member. I own you. Oh, as long as you believe from here, oh, you, you must never live here. Your blessings are here. Oh, as long as those are religious stories I'm telling you in this message we have been set free from all those religious eyes we have been liberated we are a property of he that died for us we are a property of the Messiah his name is Jesus Christ we are owned by him he owns us and where he leads us we follow I'm telling you this message is so sweet but if you try to denominate this message you lose the sweetness of it the message is sweet. Slap your neighbor. Tell them the message is sweet. Hallelujah. Amen. What is the message? The message is the gospel. What is the message? The message is Christ. Why is it a message? Like he said, Moses. Go tell my people. We also have received a Moses in our generation. Come to tell this generation. Come out of the religion. Come out, my people. Come out of them. Come out of Anglican. Come out of Catholic. Come out of Pentecostal. Come out of Pilgrim Holiness. Come out of Days of the First Fellowship. Come out of whatever fellowship you are in. And come in another fellowship. Come in a fellowship with Jesus Christ. Come behind a veil. It's not about your church name. It's not about your pastor. It is about the word. This is what we believe. This is what believers stand for. And this is the old time religion. It will take us all to heaven. It will make you repent of your sins. It will take you, amen, out of your sins. It will change your life. Many of us, we are found in a wretched way doing wretched things. But when we believe this word, we have been changed and we are still being changed. And soon and very soon, we are going to see the king not because of who we are, but because of what he has made us. Hallelujah. I say, give me that old time religion. It will make you love your brother. Here is a sister. Sister Sarah from Busoga. She has never met me. She doesn't know me. She has seen me for the first time. Same thing to all of you. But she's here shouting, Amen. Why? It is the old time religion. Give me that old time religion. 
See in our youth meetings. Amen. We had people from all over. A brother from New Zealand. He comes and sings a song. And we all sing it as if we knew it. Why? Because we are of the same spirit. We have all been made to drink. Of the same spirit. We are all connected. To the Father above. See brother Prince here from Zimbabwe. Hallelujah. Amen. He can come and sing. He can come and preach. And we shall all be crazy with saying amen. Why? It is the same manner. It's the same word. It's the same oil. It's the same revelation. It's the same inspiration. There is a body of Christ. Amen on earth today. And it's all over the world. And I'm a part of it. You are a part of it. This is what we are. We are not a religion. We are not a denomination. We don't follow men. We follow Christ. Men point us to Christ. Praise God. And when the star takes you to, the, to, the, to Christ, the work is done. Now you hear these people who are saying, Bring back Brother Banam in the pulpit. Do they even understand what they are talking about? They are saying that me as a pastor should sit down and, and uh, we should play the tape of, of Brother Branham. Because he was the star to our generation. Do you see the star? Removing the, the men. Setting the, the wise men. Move away. I am the star. Let me give the gifts. <laughs> Hallelujah. It work that way. When they start, when they reach the, the Messiah, when they reach Christ, the, Messiah, the, the, the start disappeared. The start disappeared. We are living in that time. The stars disappear. It is our time. I said it is our time. It is not the time of revelation. 10.8 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Take the book and eat it. It is our time to take the revelation of the world. Amen. The open book. The seventh messenger has revealed a book. Has opened a book. Now it is our time to take it. And eat it. Do you know what happens afterwards? Oh, come on, church. What happens afterwards? Amen. He said, Thou shalt prophesy again. You are going to prophesy again. You are going to prophesy again. It is my time. It is your time to prophesy again. To live this word. To tell this word. Hallelujah. Amen. To tell this word. To live this word. To declare this word. To your generation. It is my time. Amen. Because I've eaten the book. 
Amen. Have you eaten the book? Now watch it. It's your time to prophesy. Pastor Jesse came here and told so us that. He said, Now you can speak things into existence. You can speak to your situation. You have the authority now. It's time for the bride to arise and shine. It's time for the word of God Amen. to come and live through us. Amina. Praise God. Hebrews 12, 1. What I was saying, we also are compassed about with so great a crowd, of wit a crowd of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the rest that is set before us. We have a cloud of witnesses. Tell your neighbor we have a cloud of witnesses. We have those who have gone on before us. Amen. William Barnum is one of them now. William Branham, Peter is another one. Peter on Silas is another one. Paul, Paul is another Paul one. Paul on All those John. All those who died in Christ. They are witnesses of what we are talking about. But they are not here physically. But they are here in another dimension. And they are telling us even through their testimony we made it. You can make it too. We overcame. You can overcome too. Amen. They are telling us through their testimony we, we did it. You can do it too. And, and, and the Bible says here because we have those crowd of witnesses let us lay aside every weight oh who has a weight here who has something that is heavy for them amen we are told here to lay aside every weight lay every malice aside lay every fornication aside lay every lust aside come on he's saying lay aside tell your neighbor lay aside lay aside Every way, take a body of Can you lay aside now? Take a lay aside your anger. Take a lay aside your anger. Take a you say for us, we have anger in our family. Lay aside your anger. Throw it away. You know, you can give it up if you want to. Whatever is disturbing you, right now, as I'm preaching, don't always wait after preaching. Let me tell you, if you want God to do something for you. That moment when you receive the revelation, receive it powerfully. And when you, you put it aside, then the Holy Ghost comes out and he enforces your faith. Amen. Whatever has been your burden, he's saying, lay it aside. Lay it aside. All the sin that so easily beset us, lay it aside. And let us run. Let us run with pain. Let us run the race that is set before us. Oh, Paul ran his race. Peter ran his race. Our prophet William Branham ran his race. It is our time to run. It is your time to run. I say, let us run. Let us run. We have a race ahead of us. But while we are running, who do we look to? William Branham. William Branham. 
Your pastor. Come on, answer me now. Your church. Your brother. Your sister. Amen. Let us run. Looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Looking unto Jesus. Amen. Who is Jesus? Yes, Amen. Who is Jesus? Yes, Jesus is the author and the finisher. Oh man. He's the author. And he's the finisher of our faith. Our faith is built upon Jesus. Not on any man. Our faith is built upon the author. Build upon the finisher. Amen. Glory to God. That's why we point people to Christ. And any man or woman who is not in this message and is telling you is pointing people to Christ is a liar. Why is he a liar? Is pointing people to his organization, to himself, to his religion. And that's why one, one big mega pastor, pastor said, this is the truth. Women should not wear trousers. They should not preach. They should even use makeup. Baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's the truth. But if you preach this, you become poor. So they don't preach it. They look at people like us. And say you are losers. <laughs> but wait a moment. Time is coming. When they know who will be the loser. I will preach this. Even if I remain poor. I will preach this. Even if I have only 100 people for 10 years. I will preach this. Even if no one believes. I will preach the word. Hallelujah. Amen. And we know they are following other men who are leading them to themselves. The Bible says they have itching ears. <laughs> you know, these preachers, they come to scratch their ears. You know, let me scratch it. Ah, this is my pastor from today. Why? Because he scratched your ears. He told you what you wanted to hear. He told you, sister, dress the way you feel like. I heard recently another one saying, even if you are a Christian, but if God bless you with your body, let it be seen. Show the glory of God. These are the same men who use these women. They are lustful themselves. And they are calling themselves preachers. Thank God for this message. Because the message has taken us out of confusion. 
we, know, we are in a place of understanding we know what we are talking about don't come here and you find 100 people and you think we are a younger church no we are a mature church we know what we are talking about we are leading people to heaven we, we know the word and this is what we are pointing people to praise Amen. God if you don't like it, you are in the wrong place. You might as well live right now. But I'm glad I'm preaching to people who love it. Hallelujah. The devil must be shaking whatever he is now. <laughs> Hallelujah. In a message, be not afraid. Amen. A prophet says that mothers just take more time to talk to their children about God and pray for them. We would have less juvenile delinquency. First of all, it is parent delinquency before we have juvenile delinquency. When you, have, when you see a generation of spoiled People, people. It means the parents themselves are spoiled. If you see a generation of prayerless young people, it means the parents are prayerless. You look at how they dress. And when you look at their mothers, you will not be surprised. It is coming from somewhere. That's why you young men, the women of virtue, my girls are virtuous who know how to dress and cover their bodies who dress as saints because we are saints we are heaven bound but if you don't do that you get a generation of delinquents if mothers would take their place in the house and the Bible and pray for their children and lead them to Christ. Mothers, that's your job. Your job is not in a job somewhere. In a public place somewhere. No! It is alright. I did not say it is wrong for women to work. But I say your God-given role is to take care of your children. Is to teach them the ways of God. And because the women have abandoned their job, their families are broken. Mother, even if you're working, find time for your children. Teach them. Instruct them. Pray for them. Lead them to Christ. We have homes without a backbone. When a man in the house cannot pray. Cannot call a family altar. If you are here and you are listening to me and you are a man in your house and you can't call your wife and your children together for a family altar, you are a man without a backbone. Because you are leading a home pointing them to yourself and not to Christ. We should point our home our family to Christ. 
Even you husbands, point your wives to Christ. Don't show them I'm your Lord. I tell you what to do, you do it. Lead them to the world. Teach them the ways of God. Don't become yourself as if you are a God in your home. You are not a God in your home. God is a God in your home. That's why marriage is not marriage without God. It is three. God, wife, husband. But fathers have abandoned their duties. They have left their God-given role. You should be able to lead your wife and teach her the ways of God and take care of her and, 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 and pray for her. Pray with her. If you don't do that, she won't do it for the children. It comes from up. Christ did it for us. So the men can do it for their wives. And the wives can do it for the children. Praise God. I'm sorry if you think this is a hard preaching. I'm so sorry. I, 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 I don't know how to preach better. You see, pray for them and lead them to Christ. Instead of going out to some stitch, uh, stitch and soap party and play cards and drink and carry on and smoke. Praise God. In a message, oneness. Not only that, but the oneness between husband and wife was broken. I don't believe there is any marriage can be what it ought to be without a union between husband and wife and God. If you are believers, please say amen. Because even if you don't say amen, I'm preaching it anyhow. He says, I don't believe any marriage can stand without that relationship, union between husband and wife and God. They will bring up children in the world and make them illegitimate. Give them cigarettes. Give them whiskey. Play cards in their sights. Drink liquor before them. No matter how loyal they are to their marriage vows. That is just sexually. That's flesh. They are loyal there like that. But there is a spirit in there. That spirit of a sinner, papa and mama. No matter how loyal to their children. It will come wrong. What do you say? I know men and women that didn't teach their children that and they wasn't Christians. The very thing of not leading them to Christ they may have raised their children well but without leading them to Christ. The very thing of not leading the, them to Christ was the wrongest thing they could ever do besides yes. the other. They may not, they, 
it is wrong to, to drink before them. It is wrong to, to smoke and to play cards before your children. But it is wronger <laughs> to not bring them to Christ. You must lead them to Christ. Come on, Papa and Mama, who is hearing me today? You must lead your children to Christ. You can't have a correct union without it. While you are beginning, make a resolution. I am an army of the Lord. I am going to fight for my children. I am going to lead them to Christ. I am going to show them Christ. I am going to pray with them. I am going to fight until I win this battle. If you don't do that, you can't have a correct union. The fellowship is broken. Then as soon as the fellowship was broken between Adam and Eve, as soon as the fellowship was broke between God and them, then their fellowship between each other was broken. First it was the relationship between Adam, Eve and God. As long as that was intact, their family was injured. But when that broke, see what became of the family. Friends, some of you, I understand, you may come from broken homes or broken families or things like that. But what I'm saying here is that leave the past. Begin a new generation. It begins with you. Some of it begins with your children. Say they will serve the Lord. No membership but fellowship. We, we are pointing people to Christ. Not to our church. Not to who we are. Not my husband, my See, wife. My, 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 we are pointing people to Christ. And you people that this is identified with Christ. And you people that's around here in the city. Or neighboring around. That doesn't have a home yet, a church home. You are welcome here. This is what our prophet said in his own church. To come anytime and make this your home. Remember! Remember! <laughs> So when he says that, he says, remember, we don't have no membership here. Just fellowship for all. Everybody say fellowship for all. Welcome everybody and anybody. Some people, they say, I fear to go to your church because your church dresses so well. Everybody there is, looks so holy. Ah, mm -hmm. The very reason they have that attitude is because you gave them that attitude. Don't give people that attitude. That you are the best church in the world. You are the lowest church in the world. Because without Christ, what are you? So point people to Christ. Not to how good your church is. I've seen people who say, we here are going to heaven. And everybody here is going to heaven. And everybody who is around here and does not come here is going to hell. What an attitude. 
Some people have keys for heaven. No one has keys for heaven. That you will lock out someone and lock, lock yourself in. That some people will come and say, please open for me. You will say, I'll not go, you refuse to give me some of your mangoes. Heaven is not that. Heaven is for all that are in Christ. In Christ. And we know who Christ is. Christ is his wife. You may be a preacher for years. But if what you preach is not in the world, you are not leading people to Christ. But to yourself. So remember, we don't have fellowship membership here. We don't have, as, as Howard Cado say, used to say, no law but love. Tell your neighbor, no law but love. Tell him, no creed but Christ. <laughs> I love this. I'm beginning to love this. No creed but Christ. Come on, tell your neighbor, no creed but Christ. You can preach with me for a few moments now. Tell them, no book but the Bible. Hallelujah. And so you are always welcome. At this little tabernacle he says. Which we are expecting if the Lord willing soon. As we can. To build a better church. I believe even here at DVF we shall build a better church. He says a more substantial place. You see if you have the truth. You believe to have the best. <laughs> Not some, 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 no. We are children of the king. And we expect to have the best. So we should have vision. We should be men and women of vision. All right. Uh, a few more moments now here. First Corinthians 12, 12. For as the body is one and has, mem and has many members and all the members of, the, of, of, of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentile, whether we be born or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Amen. So we have all been made to drink of one spirit. There is only one body. How do we become part of the body of Christ? By being born again. We don't join it. We are born into it. By being filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, I don't, it doesn't matter how much you are loved in the church. Or how much you do for God. You are not going to the rapture. You are not a part of that body. You don't join that body by being baptized in water. That's what the church does. To have fellowship with you. 
But for you to be a part of the body of Christ You must be born again By the Holy Spirit Hallelujah Where the Spirit of God Comes in your soul And he burns all the world out Are you hearing me? He burns all the world out He burns all the lusts of the world And the pride of life And all the lusts of the eyes even he gives you his spirit he gives you his life that's what makes you a member of the body and if you are filled with the Holy Ghost you are part of the body and there are many almost everywhere they are not only in this fellowship there are many fellowships all over the world and as long as they are filled with the Holy Ghost they are my brother they are my sister and if you are filled with the, Holy, with the Holy Spirit, you will have love for your brother and for your sister. No matter how they wrong you, no matter how much they do bad to you, you know you will have love. Because that love I'm talking about is the love of God. It does not fail. It is permanent. Say amen if you believe that. God has no grandchildren. He only has sons and daughters. Children who are usually born by experience. First Corinthians 12 14. For the body is not one member but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now has God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it has pleased him. And if they were all one, one member, where were the body? But now are there many, but now are there many members? Yet but one body. And that's why I said we have very many fellowships. Even here in Kampala, scattered everywhere. You see, but it's the same body. Each of us are different members. You cannot say, why don't you bring all the message churches? Brother Dixon. And make a cathedral. And you make Brother Dixon your pastor. <laughs> no, we don't function that way. Our, our headquarters in heaven. And down here on earth, we are different members. But of the same body. You cannot begin to say, Our church is the best church. That means you have not been raised properly. You don't know what it is. It's not about your fellowship. You're just a little pebble in the building. And every member is important. Mm. 
Every fellowship is important. Just like in the church. You know, uh, the church has many uh, different members. Everybody is important. Tell your neighbor you are important. Say, uh, for us, for, for us we, we don't have a car. Um, at least those ones are on another class. Those ones are better than us. You don't know what you're talking about. Whether you drive or you don't drive. Whether you have a motorcycle or you don't. Whether you have a bicycle or you don't. God takes each of us as individuals and he begins to mold a character within us. When your character has been molded to a level where God now can trust you with a car, He'll give you a car. Actually, God is willing to give you a car like yesterday. But the problem is, you are not growing. You are in the same, same place. You, you, you look at others and you covet them. You look at others and you look down on yourself. That's why you are the way you are. Now I'm giving you a secret to come out of that place. Begin saying positive things about yourself. I am rich. I, I, I am better than this. I am driving. I am, I am, I am, I am. You confess it. It will happen to you. There was a time when I did not even have a bicycle. And I was married. I will take my wife. I've given you this story before. Many times we survived accidents. Because we, we, we would walk three kilometers to church. And three to go back home. And the road was full of dust. Are you hearing young people? The road was full. The car comes. And then you run to your wife. Are you okay? And then by the time the car passes, you are full of dust. <laughs> And then that car goes. Okay, After cleaning yourself, another one comes. And then you clean again. And you are going to church. And you have to reach there on time. One time, we nearly were knocked down. A bad driver just came on our side. Oh, God just saved us. When my wife was pregnant for Elizabeth, our first baby, we are going to church. You know, we were going to church. All we had was Futushubish. And as we were walking to church, we coming out from our village. You know, I always uh, uh, you know, got her by the hand. But this time, we were just walking, I don't know what I was doing. And then, you know, she was, oh, she was about eight. A month and a half pregnant. And so, and she hit a buttress route. And she was going down. I had to run. And I go to my bride. <laughs> and she did not fall down. <laughs> but uh, because you know, you mothers know, the baby was already scared. <laughs> so I had to carry her there for a while for the baby to calm down. And then after that, we didn't go back home. We continued to church. Walking three kilometers. 
And sometimes when we have some little shillings, we go on a border border. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, my, my wife was very... <laughs> she didn't want to sit next to the border border man. So she wanted me to sit first. And then I sit next. And, but my heart would go behind. So she should not fall down. We prayed. One time I said, God, I wish you would just give me a room. But God said, No. Your level is not for a room. And you know what God gave me? A brand new cosmetic. Wait. You see how you clapped? Because you expected a bigger thing. God doesn't work like that. God takes you from glory to glory to glory. He doesn't just. God doesn't work like that. Some of you expect miracles. No. He gave us a brand new motorcycle. That was our level. Where is Esther? Esther Lift up your hand. This girl was four years. We would take her and put her, I would put her in the front. And, and then we, 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 I take my wife behind with a baby. Now because we had a baby now. That is Elizabeth. Raise up your hand. Right there. My mother would be carrying her. Esther in the front. <laughs> we'd go to church. What am I saying? God wants to bless you. But he will bless you in phases. Phases. The more you are faithful, the more he will bless you. But also you have to keep a positive mind. You have to prophesy big things over you. Time came when I no longer prophesied a cosmic amount. Myself. I now believe in a bigger, a bigger car, a better car, because there was need for it. But you, you are there. You are not even married. You don't even think about marriage. And you are saying, God, give me a car. How will He give you a car? Uh, he will give it to Andrew. Because Andrew has a reason for it. But you, you are there. You, 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 you are fearing responsibility, and you want to go do things from, from the. Father. The father will give it to those that deserve it. He's a righteous judge. And whatever you need, judge, you have to learn to believe for it. You have to learn to prophesy it into existence. And then don't be lazy. Begin working. By faith believing for big things. If you say believe it, say amen. So everyone in the church is important. You are important. You may be a sweeper, you are important. You may have nothing, you are important. Because if, if the, the, the little finger says, because I'm not a thumb, I am not part of the body. He is just joking. Because you are needed. The whole body is needed. Every member, every part of the body is needed. Every one of us is important and valuable. Here we are not in a denomination where someone brings one million tithes and then the pastor prays fire, prays rain, prays all the powerful blessings. God, shake heaven. 
And then my brother brings in 2010. God bless you. <laughs> Here we believe every one of us is an important part of the body. Be faithful to God in the little you have and in the big you have. And notice God will take you from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. We are all a part of one another and we all need one another. No one is more important than the other. You may just be coming to church and you sit down. You you are important. You, you may never do anything in the church. But just your presence. That makes you important. Before. I hope that nobody in this fellowship ever feels little or ridiculed or looked down on. Every one of us should walk as a son of a king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's why there should be no competition in the body. Competition. The eye cannot say unto the hand. I have no need of you. No, again, the, the head to the feet. I don't need you. I have no need of you. Much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble and necessary. Tell your neighbor you are necessary. And those members of the body which, which we think to be less honorable. Upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. Our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need. But God has tempered the body together. Having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. Which lacked. Yes. That there should be no schism in the body. But that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer. Someone raised up says, you know what? I'm doing a wedding, support me. Help me. And Dixon be like, Dixon Agama. It's not my wedding. Suffer oh, with me. Hey, you don't know what we are. We are a body. When something happens here and happens in another church, we are, we are together. Even if it's a convention. If you are invited to a convention, maybe, maybe which is being organized by Evening Light, or Speckled Butter, or another church, we are members of that church as well. We are members in the fellowship here. But we are members of the bigger church. When you go there, don't say, hey, let me leave, leave these people to suffer. <laughs> For us at DVF, we do DVF. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. We are members. Of one body. When one member suffers, all of us suffer. One member will be honored. All members rejoice with that. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm trying to find a place now to bring it to a close. One but a different gifts. But they're all pointing to Christ. But if he has a gift of God and he's trying to edify the body of Christ, then I don't care where, what he belongs to. You are not discerning the man, you are discerning the spirit, the life that's in the man. Are you hearing me? Amen. Don't now be quiet on me yet. And that's what God told us to do. Not one time was ever commissioned to design the man's group. But we was constrained and commanded by God to design the spirit in the man. What he is trying to do. What the spirit in his life is trying to lead to. And then if we can find out that he's trying to lead the people not to break them up but to bring them together and to bring the church of the living God not all to one denomination but to an understanding a fellowship a unity of spirit then if he's a former rain or latter rain or whatever he is days of the voice fellowship days of the voice Manya, Holy Ghost fire come down Holy Ghost whatever. Whatever. I don't care what, it, what, what his name is whatever it is his spirit and his purpose is right. And the spirit that's in him, no matter what move he belongs to. The spirit that's in him is trying to point the people to Calvary. Away from himself. Away from anything else. But his only achievement he has is to point them to Calvary. He doesn't care whether he is even known or not. Listen, church. Days of the first fellowship. Days of the voice. Listen to me now. That is why we do not believe in this press prayer movement. Why? Because they are pointing us to William Branham. They are, they are making a denomination. Pointing us to one man. But what did William Branham do? Or any sober preacher. He pointed people to Christ. And that's why we don't follow any move. We don't attend any fellowship that points us to a man. To a man. But we are following such like Paul saying, follow me as I follow Christ. In other words, if anybody is pointing you to him, follow him. Because he's pointing you to Christ. But if he's pointing you to himself, run away as hard as you can. It doesn't matter what his name or the name of his church is. Whether in the message or out of the message. As long as he's pointing to himself, to his system, run. And I'm going to finish with this story in 2 Samuel. Everybody turn to 2 Samuel chapter 15. Praise the name of the Lord. 15 verse 7. 
And it came to pass after 40 years that Absalom said unto the king, I pray thee, let me go and pay my vow, which I have vowed unto the Lord in Hebron. For thy servant vowed a vow while I abode at Geshu in Syria, saying, If the Lord shall bring me again indeed to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. And the king said unto him, Go in peace. So he arose and went to Hebron. But Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as ye hear the sound of the trumpet, then ye shall say, Absalom reigneth in Hebron. And with Absalom went 200 men out of Jerusalem that were called. And they went in their simplicity, and they knew not anything. And Absalom sent for Ahithopel, the Gilonite, David his counselor from his city, even from Gilo, while he offered sacrifices. And the conspiracy was strong, for the people increased continually with Absalom. And there came a messenger to David saying, the hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom. Now, I want you to follow this story here. Last time we talked about a little bit about Absalom. Absalom was the son of the king. But you see, Absalom desired to make himself the king in the stead of his father. And we see here that uh, at, at, at first he was standing by the gate. You know, uh, speaking to the people and uh, speaking about himself and what he can do for them. And people began, he began to steal people's hearts. And now we see here, and we have a lot of preachers like that. And I gave you an example of one preacher. That stood and said, Wherever I stand, miracles happen. I'm telling you, God anointed me. God empowered me. I'm a powerful man. And wherever I stand, the, heal, the sick are healed. The eyes of the blind are opened. The dead are raised. And today, it's going to be fire. And that was the beginning, the oh. opening statements. So everybody was ready for fire. And by the time he finished preaching, he wanted the pulpit to swallow him. He went away very humble. How I wish he had come to the pulpit humble. It's not about what you have. You are nothing. There is no healer. God is the healer. There is no savior. God is the savior. And so as a minister. You are a servant. I am a servant. And I have nothing. If God does not use me. I have nothing. Of myself. And so Absalom. Made himself so high. I don't know why. People want people who are, who uplift themselves. It's as if like, like girls want to get married. You see a young man talking about himself. And you are also taken up. Me. <laughs> me, I am on free land. What do you want? Tell me what Just you want. Speak. Speak the word. Me, me. In this nation. 
I shake this nation. I shake this nation. Some people say, some people say, I can make you disappear in five minutes. And you don't even know how I have done it. Me, I have authority. You look at somebody talking about themselves. And then somebody's heart is taken up. You really have something wrong with you. Let me tell you. People who speak about themselves. They are nonsense. They are no empty. An empty tin makes a lot of noise. Many times when people talk about who they are, everything they speak are lies. Rich people don't advertise themselves. I don't need to come and say that I'm rich. I'll be there, look poor. But me, I know bread is there. I'll do one thing. Oyogu is the one who did that. When somebody drives a high class car, you don't need to go. Yes. Or putting the keys here. No, no, no. Even walk like this. Shaking a useless sea waste. That they will think you are rich. You shake the key. You point the car. I wish I entered with a car that they know it is mine. Hmm. You have a car, but you are poor in your head. A rich person. They don't need to show off. They even hide their key. And when you talk to you humble yourself. After the talk, they see as you are all going. They think all of you are going to walk. They see you go to your car. This is yours. This car thing is mine. Can you give us a lift? It's okay. Sit, sit. Why? Because you were humble. They don't fear you now. You get what I'm saying, my brother. But pride has made many people fall. People think talking about themselves will make them great. We had a youth meeting. I saw youths. You think I was not seeing you? I was seeing you. They smarted themselves. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to carry chairs. They don't want to do anything. They think when they be Smart there. That the sister will see. Say, oh, that brother who is humble. Don't be deceived. If you are like that, the more you stay like that, the more God will make sure nobody will honor you or even love you. You must humble yourself. Even if you drive a big car and you think you have. Come and clean the church toilets. Then you will say this man is very rich. If your wealth or your fame makes you feel you are higher than the rest, that fame comes from the devil. But the fame from God makes you humble. And you know I'm nothing.
Hallelujah. Everything you are, everything you have, you are not pointing to yourself. You are pointing to Christ. I am nothing, but I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. We need a church to get to that level whereby we shall organize a convention. And brothers, sisters, you know, you will come. Amen. You, you, you make your clothes short. You begin carrying things. <laughs> you carry. Where? And Sister Faith will Sister see Faith you. Sister Faith that is and she will go before God. Oh God. Give me that brother faith. Oh brother. Oh God. Give him to me. I claim him. In the name of Jesus. After sisters, faith has claimed sister you. No sister can get you, I tell you. Now, sisters, I've told you one more clue. You may not approach a brother, but you claim him. Mm. <laughs> claim him. God will make sure he gives him to you. Praise the Lord. You, you had the testimony of Sister Master. Sister Master had already seen the young man. By the time Moges came, she was 100% sure. Why? She had already been praying. God, that God. You, you know that sister came back to visit Ethiopia like two times. After the wedding. Before anyone told her anything. Ah. She had also received that revelation. So, that was free. Now, for thy servant, vote for now. I, I want to. I want to finish my sermon today with Absalom. There's a spirit I want to hammer on here. Here is Absalom. He comes to the king and tells him, now, Kakati, you know, your servant, Vodavo, while I was still in Geshua in Syria, saying, if the Lord will bring me again here to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. And so, Kati, the king said to him, Oh, okay. You want to go to, 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 to Hebron? Uh, I don't know which place did you want to go to? Is it Syria? Syria. Wait. Absalom said unto the king, I pray Absalom thee, let me go and pay my vow which I vowed unto the Lord in Hebron. Yes, in Hebron. So let me go to Hebron. Because I vowed a vow that if God will bring me again to Jerusalem, then I will serve you. So I have a bad day in my heart to do something for the Lord Please let me go. The king told him, go in peace. But was, they, was it true? Was it what was in his heart? Answer me. We read the scripture together. So he arose and went to Hebron. But Absalom sent spies. Instead of going to serve the Lord. 
He began planning and plotting how to take over the kingdom. And this is how sometimes people serve God mechanically. If God has told you to do anything, be genuine in your heart. Be sincere. And do just that. But the problem of it, people are not sincere. Oh, I have a burden. To go to, 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 go to uh, where? What? The truth is, there is other things you have seen there that have pulled your heart. And you are lying to us. We should be sincere. God loves sincere hearts. This man reached there and he began plotting. calling others in other places. Come, come, come. We are taking over. And soon, everybody began. Absalom reigned in He told the king he's going to serve the Lord. But now he's taking over the kingdom. And, 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 and so, the Bible, here's the part I wanted. And with Absalom went 200 men out of Jerusalem. That were called. They went in their simplicity. And they knew not anything. That's the part I wanted. Absalom was very intelligent. Absalom, he knew how to approach the king. He knew if I tell the king I'm going in Hebron to serve God, he will not stop me. And also he will give me some of his people. So the king allowed him to go. And Absalom gathered 200 people. In their simplicity, who knew not anything. Now this is the condition of many believers. Preachers are very busy playing their politics. But the people are in simplicity. They don't know anything. And they are found in such a saga. Why? Because of men who are pointing to themselves. They will lead many people in simplicity and lead them to destruction. Absalom did not point people to the king. He pointed to himself. Imagine 200 people following him. In simplicity. Today many people follow others knowing nothing. May God help you. And help me. That I will not follow people blindly. Let me tell you, you people that are in this fellowship, I'm, I'm encouraging you by the love of God. Start the word this message is. Get the spoken word books, read them. Read the Bible. Know what you believe. Know what someone will ask you, what is the message? You will tell them from air to air. But many people are just following you. In simplicity. The only thing they know what's the name of your church? Days of the Voice Fellowship. Who is your pastor? What do you believe? <laughs> I will call my pastor. Ah! 
that is a very sorry state. You are following in simplicity. You are like a goat they have put a rope in. Brother, don't be like that. Know what you believe. Don't follow blindly. Don't follow in simplicity. Don't call me to explain someone what a baptism Explain to them what you believe. Bring them here when that's what we are looking for but here is a man who was leading people blindly you need to know what you are all tell someone you need to know what you are following only in this message you find believers who do not follow men blindly I'm now finishing in this message, you find people who don't follow blindly. Yes. Even when you ask a little girl, I can call one of them who is baptized already. And I will quiz them, they will answer. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was going to try to do it, but time. Because they know, we know what we are believing. And I'm so glad for that. This is not a man's move. Are you hearing me? This is not a cult. This is not a religion. We are following Christ. This is more than a church. More than a religion. Hallelujah. Amen. It is Christ revealing himself to us in these last days. God bless you. You may stand on your feet. Hallelujah. It's very good to point people to Christ. My, 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 my. How many appreciate God for this message? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we sang that song. Above all powers. Christ is above all kings. He's above all nature. Above all created things. Above all wisdom. Let us sing it again. Above all the ways of man. Praise God. He was here before the world began. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us sing it with all our hearts. Above all powers, above all kings, put in all 100% now and serve him with your vocal cords, with your body, with your hands, with your mind. Above all wisdom and all the ways of man. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders the world has ever known, above all wealth and all the
In peace to ever 
Now we pray that you will, it will accomplish the purpose for which it has been sent. And all of those that have come for prayer with needs, Lord, that we have presented before you. Lord, we agree with them, Father. In believing, Lord, for you to come and move in their lives. We trust and believe that you are going to accomplish it. And Lord, I pray for each one tonight. Help us to be closer to you, O God. As this year, O God of glory, begins. Lord, this is just the first Sunday of this new year. Of the second month of the year. Lord, we are progressing in the year. But may we also progress in the things of God. May we progress in everything we have believed for, Lord Jesus. Because you are God of miracles. You are God of great things, Lord. You never, you cannot disappoint us, Father. May you move in each life tonight. Lord, even I commit this week into your hands. May you lead and guide them, Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 You may be seated. 
Amen. So we have a part of the congregation that is not here. And uh, I know they would want to hear what we, we what I'm going to say now. Uh, so because of that, I think Brother Isaac will just uh, stream it anyhow. But uh, if you can please put it on a private link and then post it on, uh, just maybe if you can start another stream and then put that on on the just on the church on the church group, so we can post it to. Uh, the members that are not here with us today. Uh, just regarding our church land, I just want us to... You know, uh, Brother Isaac, are you ready? I, I will just give him a moment for him to get ready. Praise the Lord. I know we have our sister... Now, people like our sister Dina. They, she streams every service. Uh, from, from Boston. Boston. And a few others that I know of. That would want to be a part of what we are sharing. Brother Martin, if everybody could please come in. So. I'm waiting for you, Brother Isaac. When you are ready, just give me a signal so I can get started. We we'll just just want to speak to you for maybe 10 minutes or less. Continue with that song as we just give him about two, two minutes to get ready. You, you have a microphone, Brother, please. Jesus. Jesus. 